I have a, a MacBook Air. So that's why. Yeah, Bam, we're live. Yo. Hey, before we start the show, I want to say something that I'm super duper excited about. Uh, in 2012, we started a series called uh, Killing the Fat Man Season 1. This is a story about Gary Roberts losing, uh, going from basically t- almost 300 pounds, I'm going to say 260, 270, maybe 280, I'm not sure, uh, down to a 200-pound man. Uh, maybe even less. I think he went down to 198. Then we did a season two. These were the two most popular series CrossFit ever has run that are non-game related over a million views on episode one. Ten years later, Gary Roberts uh, is going to embark on Killing the Fat Man season three. He got his blood work done a couple of days ago. He started shooting episode one. And uh, and I suspect um, that there are going to be some issues. He's 50 years old now. And uh, he's working with California Hormones. And this is going to be a year-long series. And I think we are going to see some amazing results that um, will even make Andrew Hiller uh, jealous. Are we going to be able to see the blood work? Uh, uh, yeah, we'll see it all. We'll awesome. see it all. That's going to be uh, cool. Uh, Taylor uh, Self is here. Um, there's a dude wandering around with glasses on. Looks like uh, the Unabomber is here. Uh, the sweaty uh, uh, J.R. Howell is here. J.R., um, we haven't met before. Hey. Nice to meet you, dude. <laughs> and uh, Andrew Hiller's here. We don't have anyone running the back end today, uh, so I apologize. But Taylor is becoming quite proficient at StreamYard. Holy cow! I bet you there's not a lot of people who've watched in the world who've watched what we've watched. We had to get up, re- stay up really late, and get up really early to uh, participate in the show. I was up at four fifty-five. Yeah, I was up at four. Yeah, I got up at six, but I stayed up till one. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Just trying to catch up. I fell asleep like watching one of the box jump over things. I woke up I'm like, oh shit, who won? <laughs> um, are, are you gonna? Do, do we have anyone who can bring the schedule up? Are you gonna do that stuff, Taylor, at all um, by any chance? So I don't have I don't have the schedule up on my screen. Let me. The, the only things I have pulled up on the back end, I guess I can. I can find it. Let me grab it from my uh, phone. And oh, then, here. And I also I thought I left it in the other room. I I have it uh, at least here in front of me. me so guys, uh, as we start to get organized here. Uh, you, you have to thank Taylor self for this show to even exist, um, today, uh, or, or his injury. He was injured. Um, thanks. I, I, I want to say, I want to say if I remember the story, right, like nine months ago, but it got pretty serious in this last couple of weeks and he had to pull out and he could not participate You did qual- qualify for the semifinals, correct? Yeah, I would. Yeah. And then, and then you weren't able to, um, participate, uh, so he has just um, done what any man does with a strong pathology. He's trying to focus that energy elsewhere, and he's really dove into uh, covering this. And he's brought in his buddy, um, J.R. Howell. And J.R., you own uh, CrossFit Crash? Correct. Uh, and we have day one under our belt, which uh, which kind of, which is weird. Not, not because, entirely, right? No, not, not so sorry. Thank you. Uh, not entirely. We have the, we have uh is it done though in Australia? Is day one done in Australia? It's done in day Australia, one is yeah. Done in Australia, but not in uh, Amsterdam. Okay, so in this show, we will be talking about um, uh, individual events one uh, and individual of individual events two in Australia at the Torium Pro, and individual event one in Lowlands. And for the first time, I kind of saw what a bunch of you guys were saying: the importance. Of having <laughs> unified events, of, I mean, oh, of uh, of just it would just be so nice. It, it would really yeah. help 
if, if all the events were the same, they all happened in the same order, even if just the, the two events that CrossFit mandated happened in the same order, it would be awesome. Like, cool. Hey, that has to be three and six. I mean, it is, uh, it's a little, um, when you have, when you have two semifinals going on at the same time, and we're going to have three semifinals going on at the same time, it's always a little jarring to me when I look at event one and all the event ones are different. We know yeah. how easily confused yeah. you are though. Right. Right. That, and that is true. But I like that. I like that too because you get to see how in Australia, Victoria, and they do that King Arthur event one, which just fucking thrashes everyone's legs. And then Ricky Garrard still goes out and puts up a time that's faster than any of the men at, at Lowlands, which is, you know, that's cool. But you would like to see maybe how fast he would have gone without that first event. Um, and they go to 15 feet there. That, I think they go to 15 Wait, feet everywhere. Look, it, it looked taller. It looked taller in Torian than it did at the with the blue CrossFit rigs. It was well, 13 or 13 and a half. Yeah, I know. Wow. Lowlands is also, they're all 15, I believe, is what they look I like. I agree. It did look higher. It'd just be really hard to believe that it was different heights. You, I wouldn't be able to believe that. That'd be so messed up. <laughs> yeah, you get out and, that's there coming from Andrew, and that's coming from Andrew Hiller. Um, do you have any confirmation on that? <laughs> How, do you have, has, has anyone said uh, that to you? Well, there are a couple of things. Go, JR. You can just kind of count the number of pulls, especially yeah. with the males. And when you watch the Torian legless thruster event, it didn't yeah. look like the one, two, three touch like it did in the individual events for um, like for Lowlands, for example. I actually have an, ex- I have an exception to that on the, on the Torian side, but, but I do think they're all 15 feet watching all of the heats. I think, I think at Lowlands and at Torian, they both look to be, at least a lot higher than they were in 2014, for sure. Did that event have a name? Uh, 2014 Regional Event 5. Okay. Uh, and, and, and as you were saying about Ricky Garrard, one of the things that's developed with him um, is that uh, we found out in his post-interview that he had been vomiting all morning and not able to keep food down. He does say he's better now. I don't know if I believe him. I don't know if he's just saying that because you have to say that as an athlete, like he's trying to convince himself. But uh, he looked destroyed after the first workout. I would believe he's better because the, the next workout takes a lot of power, and he won it. So I would believe he's probably doing okay. Um, where where do you want to start? Do you want to start with uh, Torian Pro? Um, individual. I want to say this also about the coverage. Uh, last night, people started bombing me with text telling me how horrible the coverage is. I didn't see anything wrong with the coverage. I watched all the final heats at, at Torian, and I watched all the final heats at Lowland. I thought the commentating was fine, and I thought the coverage was fine. Do you guys have any? People just like that? to throw out the negativity at you, huh? I know Those that's negative like, people. It also may have been a lesser coverage prior to the individuals coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, had the Probably, B cameras yeah. and the B team. I think I like the coverage so far, especially the camera angles. Yeah. I thought the cameras were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I thought they were pretty good as well, with the exception of maybe the first heat, which was always the case. Like the first yeah. heats at every event were always not the best. They throw it, <laughs> kind of, they iron out the, the wrinkles in the heat one. They're warming up. And Caleb, you're over at Syndicate. And, yeah. and nothing's happened over there yet, right? No, we'll start for another couple hours, I don't think. Okay. Uh, so, so should we start with Torian um, yeah. uh, Taylor uh, individual event uh, one? Yeah, I which think, was uh, that was the King Arthur, right? Yeah, it started with fifteen overhead squats at one fifty five and one fifteen for the ladies, which I like a lot. And then it went into fifteen burpee box jump overs at a standard height. Then they went to fifteen axle bar thrusters 
at 135.95, I believe. I might be off a little bit, but somewhere in the ballpark. Um, and then they moved on to 15 power cleans at 205.145. Um, 15 ring muscle ups, 1500 meter run, and then back down the pyramid. 15 cleans, power cleans, 15 thrusters, 15 burpee box jump overs, and then finally 15 overhead squats. And it looked like a brutal workout for a lot of guys. Except for I think you were off by a couple of pounds on all of those, because <laughs> they, yeah. they're all in kilos. kilos. But you're, yeah, yes. you're, you're like right there. I just don't know what the conversion was. Kilos. It looked like a you're brutal. It looked like a brutal workout, except for one dude, Baden Brown. Looked like he just he beat the next closest male by a minute and thirty five seconds. Wow, wow! It did and look terrible. He fucking annihilated everyone, and he. I just think he, out of at least Oceana, he has the ability to hurt worse than anybody else. And it's not even close. Taylor, what that. sense of that workout do you get watching it? Because you what could have been there. You could, like, with, with your fitness level and everything except for your knee, you could have been there competing right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it would have been some semifinal somewhere, but when yeah, you're yeah. watching the semifinal events, are you thinking, <laughs> how would I be doing right now watching this? Because I, I got a little bit of that. I'm just curious yeah. what you thought. I think this is a is a pretty good workout for me, um, just because I'm really good at overhead squats, power cleans. I'm okay at thrusters, um, but it's all the run too, though. I'm a really really good runner and a really good at burpee box jump overs, and the long time domain suits me. I I feel like the workout starts after the first set of muscle ups, and you can see the guys who will push the run, and then you can see the guys who can push the run, and then come back and stay with big sets or unbroken on the second set of muscle-ups. Um, and then again, I think a lot of time can be made or lost on the power cleans because everyone's going singles and then the burpee box jump overs again. And I think those two places are predominantly where a lot of the time was made um, with the exception of a couple people on the overhead squats. I just couldn't believe how devastated some of these people looked like even on the burpee box jump overs on the oh, back yeah. end. And then especially when watching Ricky not be able to finish the overhead squats at the 155 bar. I want to talk thinking, about that. Yeah. You want to talk uh, about it now or later? Let's talk about it now. So I'm going to go ahead and share the screen and we can watch this. I had Brian friend, you know, kind of reach out and say, I don't think that's why he was struggling. And then Ricky came out and talked about his uh, vomiting, vomiting. Hey, can I share who's got this up? Uh, Oh, yep, 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 yep. This right here? Yeah, here we go. All right. So, anyways, talks about, you know, he had nerves, vomiting, and whatnot, but I want to focus on his overhead squat because that's really where he lost the workout. You know, he gets to the overhead squat second behind Baden Brown. To that point in the workout, he didn't have a fucking chance of catching him to begin with. He <laughs> Baden Brown, Baden Brown was 40 seconds ahead of him off the run and then just absolutely annihilated the thrusters and the power cleans. And we could go back on the thrusters and see this same issue. Um, but I noticed, let's press play. I'll turn the volume down a little bit. Um, so we got Ricky. Here he is. He's coming into, uh, how do I, okay, this is pretty big. He's coming into his overhead squats. And I want you guys to just watch his toes. All right, so he fails his first rep. One, that's not, that's not a food issue, unfortunately for him. Uh, and I'm not shitting on the guy. I just think that if Ricky watches this, he's got the easiest way in the world to get a minute fitter. So okay. his midline looks a little wobbly watch, there, buddy. Watch his heels. Watch his heels. It's not the midline. Heels off the ground. Steps back. Toes. Heels off the ground. Again. 
So you're just saying he's, he he's, he's coming forward. He doesn't, he's, he, his he, squat. yeah, he comes forward in all his squatting and it's not the worst shift in the world, but at the same time, when you're overhead squatting and your heels are coming off the floor, it makes things pretty hard. Your bar is bouncing all over the place. Now watch Bailey Martin sitting into his hips. Heels are staying on the floor. His feet look flat. And then just watch how much of Ricky's weight shifts forward in the bottom of a squat. It's subtle, but it's an overhead squat. You can't do that when you're overhead squatting. He drops the bar. He says, fuck, because he knows he's fit. <laughs> He knows he's fit, but he's struggling with the squats, and he's gonna. You want to know what it. I think? What's up? <laughs> I think I think he went from the burpee, which was pressing, from the yeah. thruster, which was pressing, from the muscle up, which was pressing, and everything on the front of him is all wound up so much that the bar is pulling him forward. So you're seeing him in his toes. Well, let's watch this thruster too. See it with a lot of people, actually, they're all dropping it forward like that. Crouch looked amazing, by the do we way. Want, do, we, do we want to watch him finish this, or do we want to go back to the thruster and watch him toesy there? Either way, oh, yeah, he, he was toesy there as well. He's toesy on the – yeah, so let me see. He's always had an interesting squat. He's got a, he's got, he just shifts so much into his heels. Um, he's got a pretty narrow stance, and he's got super mobile ankles, which doesn't yeah. help the cause. No. He can, he can get away with a lot. Um it does or doesn't help, Jr. Well, it helps his squat, but it doesn't help him in terms of needing to rely on technique. It can rely on mobility to get away with some stuff. Okay. All right. So, I want to throw one thing out there while you try to find this. Uh, you guys were talking about how great uh, Baden Brown uh, did in event one. In event two, he took twentieth, which has already knocked him down to seventh place, and that really lets you know. It, there is no room for the, that kind of stuff here oh, no, no room. At, at, at the semifinals. So you have yeah. Jay Crouch, who's in first with a third and second. You have Bailey Martin with a second and third. Wow. And then Ricky Garrard with a sixth and first. Matt McLeod with a fourth and seventh. And Royce Dunth with a seventh and fifth. And once wow. you start getting squirrely and you start getting um, uh, finishes in 20th, then yeah. you, you, you've you yeah. lost control of your own destiny and you have to have other guys <laughs> yeah. screw up. There's only six workouts. We're 33% yeah. of the way through the uh, – semifinals already yeah. in australia so you, did you see that andrew in those thrusters sorry no i was looking at the leaderboard what, what no, he that? was listening to me taylor he was listening i was to also me. listening to some yeah <laughs> right, if i can get jr to smile on this podcast i would be extremely happy it's gonna happen okay see good. Coming up. oh yeah, i do see okay yeah it's so you're subtle. saying he's been doing it, it – you're saying it's something up with his it's positions in general yeah, yeah yeah i think he's just a, a toesy squatter and that's oh, yeah, yeah. where I think it's just you can't have a bad overhead squat or an, or an inefficient overhead squat and do well. So I think he spends a couple of weeks working on his squat and just simply sitting into his heels, and that's maybe 30 seconds to a minute faster in that workout. I hope he watches this and he uses this information. He goes, thank you, Taylor Self. I just won the CrossFit Games. No, he's going to contact Taylor and ask for uh, online coaching. Online coaching gonna, would be even better. He's probably going to DM me and tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, quit talking about my squat. Uh, Colin Lawrence, wow, this is where Ricky fucked himself. If he would have been a good dude and not cheated, a bunch of people would have fixed that. Oh, geez, Colin. He's not uh, a I, cheater. He's he's yeah. a good dude. So look Bailey at Martin. He Are you familiar with Bailey Martin? He was in uh, Heat yeah. number three, I believe. Yep. Now, I want to hey. show you his rope climbs when you're done. Okay. When, when I'm done, what? Well, I Talking believe about. he was in the same heat as Royce Dunn, if I'm not. Because yeah. I, 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 I've never heard of him before. No, he was in the he, final he, heat. He was in the final Was he heat. in the final heat? Okay, yeah. then, then I'm speaking of the wrong individual, and let's carry on. 
maybe, maybe it was uh, no, it was just somebody who was going head to head against Royce Dunn. Blonde and I, kid. I, yeah, well, it was a younger. It was it was a younger guy. Younger guy. But just the, yeah. looking at looking at the two of them, you would have had no idea that they were in the same league of fitness. But this guy was oh, blowing yeah. Royce Dunn out of the water. You're talking and about Michelle. Who? Oh uh, yes, I am. Reese Michelle. He doesn't have any abs, at least in the video. Well, no, he he looks. I don't know. He looks like he's an in shape affiliate member, but he's yeah. just blowing Royce Dunn out of the water. Who looks like he's <laughs> <put out of laughs> it, it was pretty awesome. I was watching like this guy's the fucking man. I like, kind of love awesome. that. Okay. Wait, what's the guy's name? Say it again. Reese Michelle. R e e s. Okay, it's a dude who has two girls' names. He's in eighth place right now. Okay. Yeah, he took fifth on that event. I I remember he beat Roy, so that makes sense. That's the name, correct? Yes. Yep. Reese Michelle. So. We were talking about the rope climbs being at 15 feet and, and at Torian and at Lowlands, I'm very, very confident that they are um, extremely confident. So, but I want to, I want to point out Bailey Martin's kind of one of the guys that Brian's been saying to keep an eye out for. And I noticed this on his legless and was just blown away that he can get up the rope in two pulls and a touch to a 15 foot target. Watch uh, this. And, and who is this again? Taylor? Uh, the green shirt. You'll see ba- this guy. Green shirt, green shirt on the left. Jump. One, two, touch. Did everybody see that? Yeah. That's a little stuttery, crazy. but I saw it. Yep. Let me go again. This is nuts. Look at this. Guy. We don't know his name. This is Bailey Martin. Jump. One, two, touch. Yeah, dude. Oh. I, I don't know, man. I think the cut <laughs> rope may be kind of messing with us a little bit because – I'm six one, and I can jump that high and take two pulls, and still need one more to touch fifteen. Maybe, maybe it's not quite. I still think it's the same rigs they've used at all the regionals and semifinals forever. I think it's. I think it might be that cut rope that's kind of throwing us off a little bit. Gosh. I'm, oh, you weren't I'm, suggesting that that rig was low. That rope was shorter, were you, Taylor? Right there, you're just saying how amazing he is. Yeah, I was thinking. That's I mean, what I thought. Yeah. I think that's well, that's what I was saying. I I think, man, I really think this is a 15 foot rope because most of these guys are taking. You know how tall he is? He's five nine. I looked it up. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't he, think that's, I don't think that's two poles to 15. Well, this next one is what? Oh, I see. One, what you're saying. two, touch. I think yeah, I think not- it is. I don't know, man. He just takes. It's entirely possible. Some people are just much better at the legless rope climb and making the rope appear One, shorter. Two, three. I, yeah. I couldn't believe that the, some of the ropes are shorter. There's no way. Well, There's no way they would be doing one, that. Nor- one, two, three. Yeah, he's struggling. I mean, he's really reaching. Like, he's reaching hard. All right, we need to get uh, one of the members of the team to the Torian and measure the ropes before they come <laughs> down. I, I, I want to say that they would absolutely tell us that. but yeah, They wouldn't be, say 15 feet of long, I don't believe. But, they have to be But, 15. man, I, anything's possible. Yeah, exactly, Mr. Butter. Yeah, I totally agree. Richard, <laughs> anything anything is possible at this point. But it but it, it really doesn't matter, right, if the rope is shorter because we're not comparing necessarily. We're still going to get the right guy yeah, yeah. in terms of it's it's even amongst those guys who are competing there. They're not competing against the guys at the other regionals or the other sanctionals or the other yeah. semifinals. Jeez. Correct. I think it's fine. Yeah. How do you feel about everyone finishing close to three minutes and it's I the knew, repeat workout? Yeah, I mean, I knew that <laughs> was gonna, I knew that was going to happen. It's Jr. Why don't you like that? I really like that workout. I had fun watching it. Why didn't you like it? I think it's fun to watch, but I think it's more of an appropriate test for the women now in 2022, and not for the men. I think they should have. I think they should have done 15 rounds of the same workout, or they should have mm-hmm. done two climbs every time. 
Wow, 15 would have been amazing. So we get some people kind of failing like we did with the women. We need a couple of people failing the rope climbs towards the end there. Yeah. yeah, I just think that when the workout was originally written, it was written for the reason of seeing who's a good legless rope climber or more importantly to see who maybe can't do them and who blows up. And when the test now is just about who can run faster and who can descend the rope the fastest, the test is not what it was originally created for. Therefore, I think it should be progressed. I like it. Hiller? I do think that in 2014, they should have run it the way they ran it this year without moving the chess pieces because watching them do the run, shuttle run style came across a little bit more cool, if you will. Just like going down and back, they were hauling ass. That was nice to watch. Yeah. It was much more entertaining than it was to watch him like, oh, here we're going to move this chess piece and now we're going to basically shuffle step down to the rope and, oh, look how high you can jump. And then he's going to shuffle step, not taking on easy, but it was just kind of boring compared to this year, which was better. Not saying they should have repeated it because I still don't think they should have, but it was more fun to watch. I agree. What a great observation that is. I totally agree. Normally, I would th- you would think, no, the chess pieces are vital to the fact so we know who's in the lead, but I think the commentators did a great job. Yeah. Well, because I, it's I so it short, you don't want... Because it's <laughs> short, it was kind of a waste of time having the athletes move them. And it was obvious who was in the lead because of that. It was, like you're saying, it was so short that everyone was staying together. So unless you, you lap well, I mean, someone... You had you another knew. judge moving the chess piece forward. Was, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Right. One more thing for the judges to do. I mean, one more thing for Hiller to judge the judges on. How, how many How many no reps have you guys seen thus far? Uh, none. none. None of the judges didn't call. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, it'll be a surprise then. Uh, this is the guy, uh, Reese Michelle, that is competing in uh at the torium pro that andrew hiller described as a guy who looks like he just a fit guy at an affiliate i'm not trying to fuck him up here but it was no, i'm no, just saying no. it was you awesome did, you're not trying you did fuck him up you did oh uh, damn it sorry <laughs> no what, 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 what needs to be done is we have to go to the event where he's standing next to royce because it was not so much his physique it was his physique next oh, to royce's physique yeah. and royce is just like he, he's freaking huge he's like 220 and 10 body fat yeah, giant shoulders. It's mostly like his hip area. He's got like the world's biggest ass. <laughs> Look at he. This guy's a dad too. That's a that's a that's a dad bod you're seeing. He's, he's, he, he should change his Instagram name to Dad Bod Xfit or something yeah. like that. <clears throat> For this dad in the world. Yeah, he, he's a, he's the man. It was awesome watching him beat down Royce. Not that I don't like Royce either. It was just you know it's just fun to watch. Kay- Caleb, what are you doing? Are you just hanging out? Or what's up? What's up? Yeah, I was just- helping out a little bit oh you're good okay good okay good dude you're a good dude all right okay i I didn't know if you needed like you wanted me to do something okay good all right uh i really liked overall i really liked the workout uh and i totally agree with uh what mr howell is saying It, it, it was actually fun um to not to get too far ahead of us but in lowlands to watch laura horvat uh come out and just destroy the workout and then in the 10th round start to struggle on the rope climb you start seeing them kind of like doing that hanging thing. I mean, I remember that in Del Mar as a fan. That was the funnest thing to watch is people get so close and then you just see just fingers peeling off one by one and then the crashing. It, it is a pretty cool thing as a fan to watch. I thought you were about to talk about that giant kip swing that the females almost automatically go to that drives me insane. Well, oh, why? I, I, I was I was kind of – I took notes on that and I was talking about how I, uh, that, that's the athleticism that we're seeing. No? Yeah. 
So for the same issue, I see a lot of the females really driving away from the rings and not hitting the lockup. I see it as a lack of upper body pressing endurance on the ring muscle up. So they kind of move away from the lockout. So they don't have to waste the muscles on their like pressing chest, shoulders, triceps, whatever. I see the same thing on the muscle or the, the rope climb, the legless that is when a female knows that she's going to struggle with it and she doesn't have the upper body pulling capacity to get up a rope legless and she knows she's got to do 10 of them. She's like, okay, well, how am I going to do it? I'm going to start kipping immediately. And it's almost like it removes the upper body pulling and it's like, okay, grip strength slash pull. And I guess you get the same argument that kipping pull-ups do the exact same thing. I just think that I was watching this and thinking about Taylor's workout. That was the pegboard workout where you're unable to do that sort of thing, which would have made it a better test of upper body pulling endurance. But there I, they put their feet on the wall. Yeah. And I also yeah. think on a pegboard, you yeah. can still use your legs to a really high degree and you can see the difference in people who know how to do that and don't. Correct. Okay. Oh, Thank you. They did, but, uh, and they also did have that rule um, that you can't pinch the rope with your thighs. On, even your thighs on the way down. Right? I mean, they Correct. were pretty. They were pretty strict about that. What do you think of, about that, Jr.? I, I like the. Um, I like the swinging. Uh, oh, like the and, and let's say, and you let's know, say Hiller doesn't like the kip. Um, how would you even stop that? You well, here's the issue, right? Is the athlete limited by upper body pulling endurance, or are they limited by grip endurance? The catch twenty two is if they're limited by pulling endurance and they go to the kip to use more hips, they're actually increasing way exponentially the amount of time they're hanging, which is just going to blow their grip up more. So instead of pull, release, pull, release, pull, release, both hands are on the rope almost the entire time for longer just to take one pull at a time versus faster, more aggressive pulling. I'll admit it was me being finicky for sure. It's just like a personal thing with me that I hate seeing females automatically go to it. Like if it's the last couple of rope climbs and you're trying to get up there and yeah. you got to implement that kip, then it's okay. But I almost always think right this away. is the issue with the testing in the beginning. It's like if you're testing upper body pulling, like eliminate the fact that they can kip. And I know that they're going to do what they can do because it's allowed to kip. So I thought the pegboard was better. I want to use your legs anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. I, I like the pegboard is way harder on upper body pulling. I want to see how Guy Mayeros does this workout. And if he does his fucking stupid butterfly kick, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. I, I, you think he will, or you think that was just a cool gimmicky Instagram post? It's, it's a lot slower, but I also don't think he's probably got too many people to worry about in Latin America. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we will see. I thought what, I did. What, what was the world record um, time on this? That it's it was easy, right? It was. I think it was three thirty by Jay Newberry. Oh, but I mean previously. Yeah, three thirty by Jay Newberry. It was, and that one was. There might have been there might have been a three twenty nine, but I think that what I had found was Newberry was the quickest notable athlete time. But I think there may have been somebody in Europe who was three twenty nine, three twenty eight, but it was right there. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, legless uh, pegboard. Is that even a thing? Yeah, that, up until oh, yeah. CrossFit. I'll go do I'd, one right now. I had never, I had never even seen anyone do use their feet on a pegboard until yeah. CrossFit. Like all through high school and in college, I never saw anyone use their feet. And then it, 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 it's actually a CrossFit thing, right? I mean, have you guys ever seen anyone use their feet before CrossFit? No, no. Yeah. Have you have you seen the backwards pegboard? That was the big thing when the pegboard first came out. Was everyone would do them backwards? And they'd be going up it this way. Oh wow, that's crazy! Yeah, all it, the was, it, it was just a nuts. bunch of people doing like a bunch of stupid crap. It wasn't like a real thing. I think one. Uh, 
Go ahead, Simon. What? Uh, I was going to go back to the King Arthur. Yeah. Um, I have some women's notes on that. Did you? What did you guys think about it before, and what did you think about it after um, watching it go? I, like, I thought it looked a lot like the chipper at the 2013 games, that finale, where there was the burpee ring muscle up at the end. It was the down and back one that Froning won, and then I think Bridges I think did it in the offseason. I think it's burpee bar muscle up in the middle. No way. It was burpee ring muscle up at the games. The one of the games where they had the overhead squat, the box jump overs, and maybe it was 2012 then that I'm thinking – because there was a finale where I know there was burpee ring muscle up, like right in the middle of the chipper. It was the down portion. And then you came back, you went to the toes to bar, and then you went to the power cleans that were at 205. And then there was the overhead squats. And, and then there was like an axle. There was also an axle bar thruster. So that, that it event, like it, that remi- it reminded me of that event, which made me kind of like it. I've come out with a video today, which will kind of get into that a bit. Uh, Royce, um, Royce Dunn, uh, paced that one incredibly. And I, when I, when I watched him do that, I was like, okay, there's the veteran. There's a guy who just completely stayed in his own game. Um, which, which was pretty, which was pretty darn impressive. What place did he end up taking in that? Do we know? I don't know that I agree with you, Savant. Okay. Tell me, tell me. Well, I think he took, he was also in the third heat, which, which, which hurt him for sure. He was in the third heat, and he won his heat. I think if he's in the final heat, he probably races a lot harder. Royce? Yeah. No, he got beat by Michelle. He did. Oh, he did? Really? Uh, the it, event of the weekend. Oh, you're talking about – sorry, King Arthur. I was talking about the legless road climb. Yeah. No, I agree. On King Arthur, he for sure looked like he paced a little bit, but I also think he looked wrecked on the burpees. And, I mean, he was just like – he was hands on knees after like – every burpee for a few burpees and then picked it up a little bit. So I don't know. He paced, but I still think that workout really hurt. And so really Cra- I don't know if you even watched heat two, but James Newberry was actually in heat two, which is kind of an odd spot for him. And if you yeah. watch him perform that workout, everyone's looking at him like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? He's doing his first 15 thrusters in sets of five. He looks like he's in no hurry. He's the second to last on the rings. And then coming back in from the run, he's in second. Oh, he's an amazing runner. It's a one mile. Like, run. He just kind of knows too that that workout was the back half. So I counted some seconds per rep just on the burpee box jump over. On average, it was taking most athletes three to four seconds per rep on the front end and on the back end, seven to nine seconds. So <laughs> you're talking about oh, 15 reps. So you're talking about one minute on That's the crazy. front end and two minutes on the back end. But at the same time, okay. you have to look at. You, if you get off the front half of that workout onto the run uh, and, and say the front half takes you four and a half minutes for some of the guys, but that forces you to an 8.30 pace, whereas the, it takes you five minutes and you're running a seven-minute pace, you get pu- pull up 90 seconds on somebody in a mile run. I mean, the, run, the run mattered so much. I mean, there were people running a 1,500 meter in like eight to nine minutes. Which is bad. The run did matter, Jared? Oh, it was a mile, dude. It was a mile. It's, I it's, think people it's, it's, will it's, be upset. If we don't bring up Tia Toomey on this workout, unless we're waiting for later, because she, yeah, yeah, beat, all the, she, beat, she beat all the males on that. She beat all the men, and she got off the rings with Kara, 
and came in 40 seconds in front of her. I mean, she got off the and, did, and then did another set of, four, of 15 unbroken. Again, unbelievable. unbelievable. Before we go to her, I just want to uh, let, let's stay with the men real quick. I, I, I want Jared or you guys to answer this question. Why would the Apologies. road be so if you have 30 muscle ups, aren't the muscle ups? I mean, there's so many places that that workout could get sticky, but I would think that the second round of those muscle ups, no. It is the run. That was so. That was a running event. Well, well how long does 30, mm. how long does thirty muscle ups take? How does a layman like me figure that shit out? How do you guys know it's the run? What do you see in the run that makes it a running event? The way that I look at it is what Jr. was saying is it's like you're going to get to the muscle ups, and what Royce was doing was he was trying to keep everything kind of under control. He's breaking up the thrusters. He was pacing the burpee box jump overs. And it's like the muscle-ups were that last little pinch where if you do them too quick, it can really kind of fuck you up before you do the mile run. So it's almost like he was keeping himself under control, and then he did the mile, and then he came back, and then you can kind of lay it on. Whereas if you kind of do everything unbroken, like anybody who doesn't know how to pace a CrossFit workout did, then you're going to really hurt for the entirety of that mile and lose ground the whole time. That's my take, at least. Unless you're Tia. Unless you're Tia, who's just stupid fit. I will say, I think... I like I like to look at it as time under tension. You're spending it's, yeah. a, it's a one mile run versus thirty muscle ups, so you're it's at least double the time running than you would be doing muscle ups or any of the other movements. At least uh, uh, before Jr. goes, I uh, like to um, uh, Austin Martin, uh, Austin Hartman, whatever. Uh, run doesn't matter. The extra energy required to run thirty seconds faster per, per mile isn't worth it. Jr. Get him. Uh, I I very well, much disagree with that. <laughs> and it also depends on, it depends on how much how good of a runner you are yeah if you fucking suck at running then pushing it 30 seconds faster. i mean you got guys i mean you got guys in heats one and two a lot of them that came to one of the pylons that are walking around the pylon and then walking with their hands on their hips for like 10 seconds before they start running again. um well uh jr why does this matter why is there so eric is saying um he expects me to know what this means because he's smarter than me <laughs> eric is saying run matters they are 195 pounds well yeah that's what my coach told me last year too Big, big guy. It matters for big guys <laughs> that that generally speaking, most most high level CrossFitters aren't amazing runners. But again, I think that's just a byproduct of overpacing the first half of the workout. I think that the guys who are really intelligent or had the biggest engines understood that they could make a move on the run versus using the run to just recover. It yeah. shouldn't be a recovery. You got to make a move on the run. Absolutely. And then hold the pace through the finish in the back half. There's two types of crossfitters there, I bet. Recover on the run and push the run crossfitters. And then there's the ones like Tia who can do both. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sent I'm if, if I'm gonna send uh let's see, I'm gonna s i am going to I think I have Jay Crouch's number. I don't know if that's really yeah. him in the comments, but I'm sending him a link if he wants to what pop did, on and what did he and, say and unfuck us. He said the run doesn't matter. I think that's what he said. Uh okay, before uh here's some funny things. I want I want to point this out. Uh Baden Brown wins event one at Torian. Uh, when Ricky um uh when Ricky yeah. finished crossed the finish line, did you guys see him fall down? Yes. He fell down. He didn't lie down. He didn't, his knees didn't bend. His hip didn't bend. He just fucking collapsed. Did you see his that? His soul left his body. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He got, oh, yeah. he, he was it out. was, it was, it was like fucking uh, Michael Chandler kicked him in the jaw. It was nuts. <laughs> he literally just tipped over. Uh, it, it was, it was, an, it was an impressive uh, fall. Um, uh, uh, Baden gave his love in the interview to the new mayhem programming. At in his interview, does that um, what what do you guys think about? It? Do you have any comments on that? Any anything to say about that? Did he say why? 
He just uh, no. He just in in a quick thing. He said, "Yeah." He said, "You know, um, I think he mentioned that he might be old. He didn't look good, but um, he's been doing the mayhem programming." He said, um, "I think maybe he even said he's beat up a little bit." But but I thought it was kind of I thought it was cool that he's given a nod to his new programming. It sounds like it's his first year doing mayhem. Sounds okay, like no. he has to hit a sponsorship deal. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I'm kidding. I, I I didn't hear him say that, so I don't have much to to, to fill in on that. Uh, it's the, cool though. It's cool. It's getting better as a result of it because I think Mayhem is one of the better programs out there for sure. Um, uh, the lady who interviewed Baden afterwards, um, she's been around for a while. I think in years past, she's had purple hair. I can't tell whether she has a nose ring or just a rope of thick nose hairs hanging out <laughs> of her nose. But when she interviews people, oh, 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 I saw Howells. I, I, did, I wouldn't say he smiled, but I saw some change <laughs> in his lip profile. Uh, smart, yeah. it, there is something dangling from. I, I would love someone to explain to me what's going on with her nose. Uh, it's a beautiful woman, but there is like something pointy coming out of one of her nostrils, and I, I don't Can see you a, pull a screenshot. I, 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 I should have, but it's not <laughs> one of these. It's not like the bullhorn, or it's not like the piercing in the top. But there is from this anyway. I, I think she should. If it is a, a something, should be done about that. It's, it's a little. It's a little rope. It's her personal PR bell. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ding. You bring it from your nostril. Uh, women. Okay. To, for the women, for the King Arthur, let's yeah. do it. Uh, well, I, so for sure. It, it was the Tia show, right? I mean, Kara tried and Ellie tried. We, we, we have to give them a nod for trying, but it turned into the Tia show. Um, I thought, I thought all Kara and Kara and Jamie both beat Ellie as well. Um, which was, I was, they, I was they really, did. Yeah, I was I was stoked to see Jamie Simmons doing well because she's extremely fit, and I think a lot of people forget that because she's been out for the past couple of years. But she crushed it both events. No, oh, she's the shit. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, a little bit of history on on Kara and Tia. Kara uh, started competed at the games for the first time in 2012. That she had three years yeah. at the games before Tia ever showed up. And so, so Kara, I mean, Kara has been doing this a long time. And she's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you think that she um, came out of? I mean, this is kind of splitting hairs here, but do you think maybe she came out of her game a little bit, trying to keep up with Tia in mm-hmm. that in that King Arthur? Or do you think she would have kept that pace regardless? No, I don't think she did try to keep up with Tia because I think she I think she pushed the barbell to start, and she's amazing on that and burpees. Um, she broke up her muscle ups in a in a smart way, and that just ended up to have her and Tia off the rings at the same time, but she got in 40 seconds behind Tia. So I think Tia is just an amazing runner, not as good of a, or Kara is not as good of a runner. I don't think she tried to keep up with her on the run. And then was like, you know, I'm going to let Tia go because she's, she's going to beat the men on this workout. They walked out to the starting line. Um, It was about 30 seconds before go event one. They're both out there. There's obviously a ton of tension. Uh, they're both uh, super duper hardcore individuals. We know Kara is a complete savage. Uh, m- maybe even you could say unfriendly to her competitors if you wanted to be really harsh. And Tia gives her a fist bump. Mm. And, uh, and, and, you, and you can see Kara's looking straight, but Tia comes over to do that to her. Are, are there any psychological implications of that? Is that Tia saying, hey, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the bigger woman. I'm, I'm, I can do it all. I can give you a nod. I can win. I can, I mean, is that, is there, is there a little, I mean, it's a friendly gesture for sure. But is there also like a psychological component? Like I'm the queen. Cause I remember Annie used to do that too. Right. 
the two years Annie was the champ, she would make sure she gave everyone attention. And it was kind, but it's also kind of like a big dicking thing. Like, um, oh, uh, yeah, I think it's so annoying. I think you're so on to me. That's <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. Like Dave would walk up to me if I when I worked at CrossFit Inc. and David, if something happened in the media department that was good, Dave would call me and be like, I'm proud of you. And I never felt like he was proud of me. I felt like he was big dicking me, like he's my daddy. Like, <sighs> fucker. Well, he is. Was. <laughs> right, right, was. <laughs> right, right. He is and he was, right. Yeah. Well, Any no, thoughts I, on I that? Would, I, would, I would hate that so much uh, if I were in Cara's position, but that's me. I think it depends on – I think it depends on – your their relationship like they're that's a hundred percent true yes if they're like best friends then yeah. of course we don't if, know if Are jason they? <laughs> if jason like when J- if jason fist bumps me before an event at wakalooza i'm like you know he's he's like a brother to me we're really really close whereas right if uh who's your who's your mortal enemy taylor who, who would you not like to fist his, bump? Knee. I know who his it is. knee i know who it is your knee he knows oh he, you know he knows a lot a lot so of if this said individual walked over you and fist bumped you, you'd be like motherfucker <laughs> get the fuck get this fuck i'm gonna chop it off with a sword i was just saying sword there are a lot of guys who i think are really cool and there are a lot of guys who i think are fucking douchebags but i think that's probably the way everybody feels uh to to jr howell's point uh chris whiteman a racist name uh cara lost out on the run tia left her on the run is this what you're talking about, uh, Jr? She lost it on the run. I think the run matters not just because of that six to eight minutes. I think the run matters because the way you feel coming inside. A lot of people were doing the muscle ups in two sets. Tia did them unbroken. After the muscle ups, if you watch people's body language, what I watch was what they looked like on the cleans. Because when some of them started the cleans, it was clean. As soon as the bar stopped bouncing, Tia's hands were back on it for the most part. Some of the guys would do two or three and just step back and put their hands on their knees. And at that point, you know they've probably overreached. Then when they get to the thruster, it takes them a while to start it. And then everything is just – they're just trying to hold on at that point. Uh, it, it's interesting to say that. What about this? Uh, I observed this in the run. When Tia started running – she had quite the pep in her step, but when she finished, she even had more. Like she actually rested on the run. She started looking better as the run went on. Did you guys see that? I don't think she rested. I think the best runners in the world in any sport build their pace as they go, unless it's a sprint and a mile. Good call. Awesome observation, Taylor. Well, well, it was my observation. He just gave it some fucking fancy polish. Yeah, but just like writing a workout, he understood the workout. <laughs> Uh, um, Tia seems super relaxed. She came out waving to the crowd. Um, I, I feel like maybe her and Shane like doubled down on the talk. I'm just making this up speculation. Make sure you go out there and enjoy yourself this year. Make sure you go out because there was a component to her. I feel like in the past, or as I, I not feel like I remember from the past that she had more of that Matt Fraser approach where she would go out there and she would almost look sick to her stomach, but we didn't, we didn't see any signs of that this year. Is that like the 2015, 2016 Tia? You're referring to right right i think training with matt also he probably gave her a lot of experience and uh <laughs> perspective on on things he met you know on things like that potentially because he started to enjoy himself a little later on as well you know uh, are you guys watching this on a computer or an apple tv computer computer these these ten I don't know how it is on the computer, but scrolling to try to find <laughs> what you want to find on on a Apple TV is fucking nuts. Wow, that sucks, man. Why, why would you do that to yourself? Because I want to watch it on ninety inch, ninety inch. You got a ninety inch TV? 
Yeah, it's like I'm fucking complaining, dude. I'm like a 13 inch. <laughs> um, did did we see anything unheard of in that workout from Tia? Is is that second round of muscle ups that she did unbroken just like like all right? I think that's pretty unheard of that she beat all the men in that workout and there's 30, <laughs> and there's 30 muscle ups. There's 30 muscle ups and a mile run. I mean, generally men are going to run a little faster too, but she beats all the CrossFitters, at least the men in run, swim, run as well. But I think just the fact that there's 30 muscle ups in a mile and she beat all the men is pretty unreal. Generally, those are things that men have a bit of an upper hand on. That's crazy. And there's a podcast out there. I'm pretty sure Royce is being interviewed on it. Some of you guys may have heard it, but yeah. he tells a story about them training in the barn with Tia and how one of the things they did was 30 muscle ups for time. And everyone, you know, they had done a couple pieces beforehand. So they're all trying to figure out if they were going to go, you know, 12, 10, 8 or how they were going to break it up. And Tia goes 20, 10 and beats them, beats everyone. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. That's fucking crazy. So it's unheard of, but it's but it's almost expected. You know, she had you can think of it as she did two sets of fifteen unbroken, or for someone like Tia, you can think of it as she did two sets of fifteen unbroken with seven minutes of recovery in between. Uh, Tr- Trina, that is not nice. I don't have a ninety-inch TV uh, to compensate uh, that. You are you are a mean young lady. Hey, can I say something, Simone? Not if it's about that. It's about <laughs> something else. I asked. I asked your as rx lady for a ceo shirt and i didn't get one they sent me two different shirts which ones that they sent me this one which i like but that's oh, not even that's a nice it's not even a step on shirt and then they sent me the one that says politically homeless which i don't even i don't even like that what oh, send that send that hey i so so i would love to talk about the shirts i have <laughs> i saw that i had i only have one ceo shirt and the fact that i saw it just now in my closet clean i was like holy shit i've arrived but i don't even have a red one yet I know it's oh, a, wow. it's a, it's a shit show over there. You know why it is? Cause they're, they're, they, they're se- yes, yeah. there's the CEO shirts are selling so damn fast. They're so fucking hard to get. Okay. Um, send me a text afterwards. It's, it's, it's unacceptable. Imagine how many of these I could sell if all you guys were wearing them right now. A lot, um, Hill, Hiller's Hiller's so full of himself. He took one of my shirts and cut it up with a pair of scissors. Hey, you sent me a medium. I can't wear a medium. <laughs> I turned it into a headband. I have the headband right here. I, I can put the headband on. There is no catching. Yes, please. There's no catching Tia, right? Absolutely not. And there's no question she's the greatest of all time, right? Man, woman. There's uh, the, like we're seeing like each workout she does now going forward. We're seeing it. It's done. Well, she's got six individual, six, uh, five individual championships. Yeah, she's got five. She gets six. She's the greatest of all time. Yeah, Matt's got five. So I think right now there's an argument to be made that they're equal. Anything negative you can say about her? Anything um, nitpicky? She's ruining the competition. We don't know who's going to get first other than her. Now, I, that's the only thing to hate about her is that she doesn't make watching the women's field that fun. And that, yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I think that going into it, but then when I watch her, I can't take my eyes off her. It's amazing to watch her, yeah, but you like to watch like 2017 her and Kara like racing on the lunge and, and 17. That was cool. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you want to watch. Um, Ellie, didn't <laughs> look so, Ellie didn't look so good on the run. I thought because she's – yeah, that's something she struggles with. Everything else, she's really, really good at. She's sitting in sixth. Jr. Anything? Any any advice you have for Tia to make her better? <laughs> no, but one thing I am thinking about is going into day two. You know, the first event they get to do is that complex, and I'm really interested to see how Jamie's shoulder is for that, and yeah. how how heavy she can go there because that event may end up being the one that 
you know, they only get three spots. So how she looks tomorrow on the complex with, you know, probably not a ton of heavy hitters, but you know, Tia and Cara are going to go super heavy. Ellie's going to go super heavy. So that's something to look at moving forward. Um, I don't know, man, thinking about Tia and the fist bump, something, something makes me think that maybe that's her way of saying, come on, give me something. Let's go. Oh, like, I like something. it. Like, I like it. Like maybe, she looks, she, yeah. maybe she's the only early, the only worthy adversary in Tia's yeah. eyes. And she's like, Hey, like, you know, let's get after it this weekend. Like, yeah. Give I me, love yeah. that. I agree. Give, give, give me a push. Come at that's, me. Something like that. That's a good perspective. That's a great perspective. I wouldn't yeah. even thought of that. Yep. I thought she's trying to steal her powers. No, we're we're gonna go with that. Actually, that is like actually sucking it. power out of everybody. I, I would yeah. like to say this: a, a pat on the back for Ellie. Ellie did come out on King Arthur hot, really hot. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I'm impressed by that. She can say she had the lead. She was leading those girls. I know you as a, as a, as a, as a um being strategic. Maybe it wasn't the smartest, but but I like seeing her in the lead a little bit. She's, well, she's the one who was. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. She was training with Madero's, yeah. That was Ellie Turner. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But that was the only thing I wanted to say. Yep. Did you guys notice that one of the trifecta keys for success on King Arthur was to come out fast? <laughs> was it so really? One of, so one of them was come out fast, and then when they put up the keys to success on the on the legless event, it was recover on the run. And I'm thinking to myself, like. And that was during nail heat. And I'm thinking to myself, like, these are not guys, these are not <sighs> success on these workouts. Wow. And who that's terrible. Come out fast on a 20 minute workout. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't say that it's outside of the realm of like reality that most of the commentators on any sports don't really understand what they're talking about. And I think that Savannah has talked about this before. CrossFit's actually much better at it than some other sports. Like the second you bring in, like you talk about with the UFC all the time, when you bring in like an ESPN analyst to commentate on a UFC fight like Stephen A. Smith, then they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And it happens in like American Ninja Warrior. I used to watch that thing and all they do is they would talk about one thing because it's the only thing that they could possibly understand. And this is possibly CrossFit dipping its toe into not knowing what the hell they're talking about, JR. Well, who made scary. those two things? Well, I was going to say, I mean, they, I mean, they got to read what's on the screen, right? So it may not. Uh, I think the other thing, I think the other thing to note about those other sports, I feel like most of the commentators that don't know what they're talking about are in these after action, like talk shows. When you have like Tony Romo commentating an NFL game, I fucking love listening to that guy. I like Kirk Herbstreit also. I mean, I think a lot of commentators do, but that's pretty bad live on screen. Analysis. Go, go fast. These, what if what 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 country did you see that in? Which event was that at? Torian? Australia. Yeah. Okay. It was, it I, was like, yeah, it was like it was like come out fast. And then one of the next keys was um unbroken through the power cleans on the barbell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the overhead squat, sure, you're not gonna want to put that down and you're gonna do the burpee steady. But even doing the 15 thrusters, no one that went fast on the thrusters didn't die on the run. So yeah. it's it's understanding that the workout is not the front wow. half. I don't think as a commentator was something that was really <sighs> explained to the viewers because yeah. most people watching know a lot less than even they do. And and the and especially on the legless run, the workouts for the most part won on the run. I mean, there for for some men, there's like a degree of speed gained on your speed up and down the rope, but if you're not running fast, you're done in that event. Yeah. So check this out, right? If you have ten legless in the workout, and I watch the final heat of Lowlands. Let's just say it's three seconds up and down. 
That's 30 seconds of a two and a half to three minute workout. Mm-hmm. So where's the rest of the time? Running. Running. <laughs> so it's not a place to rest, you're saying? No, no, no. no. Hey, there no. were dudes. Was it like that in years past? I, I, I was so impressed the way they just ran and jumped. And then some of the guys looked like as they came off the rope, it was they, they were like the Wiley Coyote. Like they were already running as they hit the ground. Well, to Andrew's point, you know what Andrew said about the workout being the same but still being different. Because as they moved the chess piece in 2014, their runs got longer every round, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. a little bit more time to recover. And back then, people probably weren't training legless like they are now, for sure. So it it was a legless workout the way it was originally written to be. But now, with that run being the same every time, and you don't have the opportunity to stop, pick something up, move it, and then start running again. Just increase the intensity of all of it. Mm-hmm. You think that that moving that thing is sort of like a built-in water break or chalk your hands or take your shirt off moment? It very much seemed like it, yeah. Yeah, that was that's a that's a great call that that's gone. Uh, Hiller, did you know Rep Ellie? Well, let's just say, did you know? Did you have any issues? Uh, to, um, a lot what you've seen. A lot. Uh, on, the, on the overhead squad, I remember I saw a male in the second heat of the Torian who was not extending his hips on the overhead squats. I don't have a like very vivid memory of Ellie because I believe she was in a heat where the camera was. I was trying to see everyone's overhead squat for the elite female, but I think the camera view was like far and away, and it was showing everybody. And by the time it got to her, it, they were already moving on to the burpee box jump overs but I might be thinking of the wrong instance and I do plan on going back and going through the whole weekend. But first glance, I, I didn't see that. I didn't see anything. Uh, um, uh, that was no, not such... hers. I have seen a couple of bad overhead squats. Anything think... that made you yell at the TV? Uh, yeah. Muscle ups. Wow. I got, I, I got some muscle ups. I actually have four athletes, one that you guys wouldn't believe where they're getting away with some pretty terribly. No, I, I, know exactly, I know exactly who you're going to, you're going to pull up. You know, my, my thing about that is what are the, what are the initials? Uh, KS. That, that's it. Yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I can see exactly what you're looking at. I have a sharp eye. I just think that. Can, can you, can you believe that? <laughs> I can. Oh, he's going to push yes. back Hiller. Don't I intimidate would, him. Hiller. I would, Let him I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. You know why? Because if anything about a cornerback, Richard Sherman, I don't, I'm not sitting here complaining about Richard Sherman holding a receiver when it's not, I mean, yeah, you complain about it, but it's part of the sport. So if we want the sport to be professional and we want, yeah, athlete, you got to pay the judges, pay the fucking judges, make them professional. And then if the athletes continue to still get away with it, you fire that fucking judge, but you can't, you know, it's it's in an amateur. I don't sport. agree. I don't agree. Uh, I yeah. I think that if I think in any sport you got, I don't know, man. Think about offensive linemen. They do so much dirty shit, and when they see it, they get called and they stop doing it. So it's the judge's job to call it. And if you're it's not the judge's job it, to call it, yeah. If you're and not when you got car assigners taking it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Yeah. Is you pay the judge? I agree with all that. I agree with all that. I, don't, I mean, so I, I see everything you're seeing, and I agree. Like, yeah, not the not, pain part. I just don't agree. Well, I don't know, man. You want to professionalize the sport? I don't think paying anyone gets anything better. How much well, does our president make? You're right, but I'm, but I, you're right, you're right. But I think if you professionalize the judges, so you train them, and then at that point they have a skill set that's unique to them, and they probably deserve. If, if we're being honest, I don't think the judges are all that bad. I just think with the higher level of athlete that happens, I think the judges become. What was this guy doing? Well, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's a female. So not what, what was she doing? 
she wasn't extending on her muscle ups. She and it wasn't the typical back. like falling back. back. No, yeah. she wasn't even coming close. You're right. You're right. She's her elbow. Yeah, yeah, I saw another person. It, it was bad. I would say over the course of the 15, there had to have been six or seven that were blatantly not reps. Yeah, and it wasn't the standard where it's like, ah, oh, she's pushing back. Her elbows were locked out at some point. There was no lockout. It was bad. I think I was going to say that to Hiller's point. Well, go ahead, Savon. Did you see the judge? Did you see the judge? I mean, yeah, the judge is right there. Another instance of the judges that I thought was a little messed up is that, it, and like, not that he was doing anything wrong, but James Newberry in the box jump over. His judge was the only judge standing on the wrong side of the box. So he, he could have done whatever he wanted on the one side of the box because the box was, he, he didn't have to touch his chest the ground. Is what I'm you guys at. are talking but, about Car Saunders? Yeah, we don't, need yeah to pull up, yes. we don't need to pull up a video. You guys can go watch it. I, I mean, I'm going ma- to make a video on it, but we can, I mean, if you want to pull it up. <laughs> I just think it's then, the judge's fault. It's not it, her fault, you know? It would take it's me an not, hour to find it. it it's, it's, it's not her fault. No, it's it not is her, her fault. I'll say this. I'll admit that. It's her fault, and I would do the She should be doing better. better. Yes. Uh, I think she should be doing whatever it takes to win. If but, but if the judge is letting her do it, she doesn't know what the hell she looks like. I just put this mirror in my gym, yeah. and I love the mirror because I can hold myself accountable with the mirror, and I don't need to like do the whole feedback on the phone. So Where the did judge you get the mirror? Did you took it down from over your bed? Yeah, it was there. I, you know, we don't do that anymore. Savon, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Savon, this is what I mean. Go pull that comment back up. The judges okay. being intimidated, and Hiller talked about this. This is what I talk about: professionalizing the judges, and when you train them, and you know, not the ten dollar online fucking judges course that anyone can take, but when you train them and and give them a course or, or some degree, and you make the you make their service uh, something that is, you pay them for it. And they become a professional. You yeah, don't have not. you don't have ju- you don't have judges that are like, oh, I'm scared to know this person. Just like you don't have a lot of refs in the NFL that aren't going to make a call just because it's one person. And that happens maybe to a small degree in the NFL. But if you're a cornerback and you rip a guy's face match, it doesn't fucking matter who you are. You're getting the penalty. There has to be something that comes down from CrossFit saying that the judges <laughs> are the all-being power and like whatever they say goes. But that's the like, problem. Yeah, exactly. CrossFit has to be saying that. I think. Hey, you know, yeah, if you're a judge, if you're a judge, you don't want to be the person that the YouTube stream pulls you out because Cara Saunders arguing with you. Fuck but if that. you've got CrossFit that's backing you, if there's someone on CrossFit exactly. that's saying, "Hey, community, shut the fuck up," the judge can do whatever they want. And then, we know that, and then we know that these judges are professional and they're paid. Then yeah, for sure, it's like I'm not. Yeah, I mean. As a former judge, many of these people I judged with were just huge fanboys or fangirls. Well, of course they all are. That I mean, that's why they're there, right? Who get starstruck by their favorite athletes, athletes, and are blinded by little mistakes. I don't know. Uh, uh, thank you, Brandon. I don't know if I agree with Brandon, but I will say this: I saw um, uh, Tia come out, and as she went to uh, at the starting of one of the events, and she went over and asked a guy a question, a judge who was standing there with his hands behind his back or in front of him, and I could see the guy blushed. Like he was caught off guard that Tia, that Tia Toomey like stepped up to him and, and asked him a question. And I, and um, for sure uh, those two, Kara uh, and Tia have insane presence, like crazy you, presence. Like, you know what and, this makes me think of? Yeah. Tell me. Remember when like the Michael Jackson case was going on and they needed to find a, a jury to do the Michael Jackson case. And they were having issues finding people to fill the jury because they had to find somebody who had never heard of him before. Right, and it, and it became impossible. That's almost like what's happening here. You're saying this guy sees Tatumi and he's blushing. You've almost got to find people who don't know who the hell these athletes are that are going to hold like an unbiased opinion watching them do these things. And it would be damn near impossible at this point, especially if they're unpaid. 
Let's find yeah. an unpaid person that knows what a muscle up looks like to come watch Tia Toomey do reps. It would be impossible and That's probably fun. harder than it would be to fill a jury seat for a Michael Jackson case. Who the fuck's going to want to come judge Tia Claire Toomey? That's not a fan of her if they're not getting paid. And then also knows what a muscle up looks like. Anybody who knows what a muscle up looks like is going to know who Tia Toomey is. Uh, Paper Street Coffee, thank you. Uh, uh, Cara Saunders No Reps are sponsored by Paper Street Coffee. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Moment of silence for paper sheet. Okay. Uh, um, someone is saying that they were the, uh, oh, by the way, uh, about that thing, if I can imagine Chase reading those three elements that were like sponsored by Trifecta and saying, this is bullshit. I could see Chase, like, if, if Chase read something on there that he didn't like, um, he would call bullshit. And to give the people at the Toy and Pro a little, a little leeway, um, they're just warming up. The weekend just started. Um, I don't know who the, the dude is, but the the female is eminently competent. Uh, Pitt Malone, she's a fucking lifetime fucking world class athlete, and uh, and I didn't see anything wrong with her commentating. But but they should call that shit out if it's bullshit, right? Yeah, we we need more Ryan Fisher judges. <laughs> you, you saw that? That's a good comment. Uh, shall we go to uh the Lowlands? Before we move on out of here, okay, do you ahead. ever do that thing where you – so Brian puts out his picks to see who's going to qualify or like who he thinks he's are going to qualify. Do you follow that sort of deal throughout the weekend? It's like, oh, this person's uh, losing his placing on the leaderboard. It's going to be tough to come back. And, and if you do follow that, do you see anybody who might not be doing as hot as you thought they would? Like Ellie Turner, she's in sixth right now, but she's really only 18 points out, so she's still in a good spot to possibly finish up the weekend. But I'm looking at the male side. Baden Brown's at 131. That's how many points he's got. And the top three men are at 188, 188, and 180. So all of a sudden, he's 49 points out, and he's got to make up some ground. So if Ricky, Jay, and Bailey Martin keep going at the same speed they're going, it's going to be hard for Baden Brown to get in there. I think if I think Royce Den's probably I think I think Bailey Martin probably loses a little bit of ground on this uh, complex. Agreed. I agree. Yes. Um, and then I'm also thinking of like Royce Dunn. He qualified last year out of Victorian. So he, yeah. So yeah, he won. So is he going to take one of those spots? And I think it's just something that I like to look at. I think a lot of people have Royce Dunn out and I feel like I like him to take one of those three spots. I think Baden Brown, I agree. I think Baden Brown's probably out after that event. It's just, so you think it's going to go Jay Crouch, Ricky and Royce. I, I think so. I no, agree. You, no, no, you're saying no one. What you have, you get a 20th place finish, and there's only six workouts. You're not going anywhere. Um, I don't. It's uh, tough. I don't. It's it's really freaking tough. He's got to he's got to finish with top fives the rest of the way. And the but the problem with that is, I think the guys ahead of him are are finishing with top fives too. That's yeah. The issue, we also yeah. got to look ahead. You also got to look at at the events that are left, right? And there are still some question marks because we still don't know, or at least I haven't gotten any information to know the deficit of yeah. the strict stand push up on strongman Diane. And if any of those guys have uh, a hole there, how kind of Baden didn't perform well on that legless event? I mean, twentieth is not good. If if any of those guys have a strict upper body pressing limitation, then that I mean that could easily take someone from a qualifying spot out. And it's a different workout. If it's a four-inch deficit, it's a fast workout. And it's like Diane. If it's an eight-inch deficit, they're fucked. And it's all hand samples. <laughs> why, aren't cool us, why aren't they telling us? Um, uh, how, why aren't they telling us how? Why aren't they telling us? No, 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 no. I just can't find it. Brian said he thought he saw somewhere that it was just three and, and one and a half inches. 
And I think, and I think that was close. Maybe three and a half and two inches was what it was for damn Diane. Damn Diane was one and a half too. I want to say, so, I mean, if it's that, I don't think it's going to be an issue because it doesn't seem like the, the Husafel carry or that the yoke or it doesn't seem like the, the strongman implements are going to be the separator. It seems like it's going to be how many sets is it going to take for people to get through those handstand pushups? Yeah. I don't know this for a fact, but just by looking at these guys' bodies and knowing what I know, the little bit I know about them, I don't think Jay Crouch, Bailey Martin, or Ricky Garrard are going to have a hole in the handstand push-up area. Uh, I would agree with that. I don't think Matt McLeod will either. Do you guys yeah, that's think such a cool workout? Do you guys think? Do you guys think in that final with the one K row, hundred double unders, and ten deadlifts? Do you think ten deadlifts at the end is enough to make a difference at four or five? If it's a heavy no. rope, I do. I think it is. If it's if it's a heavy uh, rope. yes, I agree. If it's a heavy rope. And it depends on the heavy rope. What heavy rope is it's it? It's a drag rope. It's brutal. Drag. Oh, that's going that's that's to be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Hey, um, uh, JR, are you suggesting that that's a Royce Dunn workout? I mean, it sounds like a Royce Dunn workout. Row, big guy, row, jump rope, deadlift, heavy deadlift. Well, well oh, here's yeah. the deal. You know, you, you know, I talked about this when when we talked about Syndicate and and the Jackie workout, and and uh, Andrews talked about it as well. There's a huge difference in rowing for for meters and rowing for a different form of power output. So <laughs> if, you a, if you have a 1K row and and I row a, a 130 and Taylor rows a 135, congratulations. I'm only 10 seconds ahead of him. And if I break double unders once and I transition slow to the deadlift and put on my belt, that 10 seconds is gone. And that's a and that's a lot of effort for those five seconds per five hundred meter split. But you're, you're talking about three twenty. Probably most of those guys hold a one forty or faster. So we're talking about somewhere between three and three and a half minutes on the rower versus if you're rowing a hundred calories and someone's pulling twenty five a minute. The difference between pulling uh, sixteen hundred and pulling a fourteen hundred is a lot more than ten seconds. Agreed. Would you like to see? Would you like to see that workout be um, defined by the deadlift by by the same way like you were talking about the uh, rope climb workout? It would have been nice if it, um, it would have been nice if it was fifteen rounds. No, and because it's a six event test, and you're already testing strength under no fatigue. So, in my opinion, another heavy determining workout isn't needed. Yeah, right. I think that's a cool workout. That's a great workout. I like the workout. I think to JR's point, it might be a better workout if it's 100 calories, 100 dubs, 10 dubs. I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would be – and it looks prettier too, and it makes more sense, especially the 1,600, 1,400 cal an hour pace you just mentioned, Yeah, which we talked about with Jackie. Yeah, and the 1K here I do think is a different 1K than the 1K oh, yeah, in and the that. 1K out on that Jackie. It's the stupidest shit ever. So Ron's 1K got a in, 1K six, out. Ron's got a six-minute 1K. <laughs> correct. That's correct. That's, uh, that's wicked. Yeah. That's fast. I know we were going to go to Lowlands, but I want to I want to uh, ask you guys about one more um, observation I saw when Jamie Simmons was jumping onto the box in the King Arthur before, um, yep. just prior to the final um, overhead squats before you cross the finish line. She was jumping like one of those Instagram videos where you see like the, the guys look like they're floating. You land on the box straight legged. So the reason I, she go ahead. No, finish your thought. I, I wanna, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think you got it. Go ahead. So the reason she's doing that is saving her legs. So if you jump in the bottom of a squat for some people, that's a little more efficient because the power output from coming from the floor to 20 inches 
takes a lot out of their legs. Whereas if they don't have to jump as high and they land in a squat. And I think maybe for Jamie, she finds that her legs or her quads are more fatigued by catching the, the jump in a squat. And so she jumps up to the top 20 inches is not a lot for some taller females. She jumps up to the box with straighter legs, takes a step across the top to catch her breath, lands on the other side and then goes into the burpee jumps up. So she's resting at the top of the box. Whereas other people are doing a fast squat hop and resting maybe before they descend into the burpee. Or yeah, Cara is right burpee. next to her, and you can see Cara, when she lands on the box, she's like fucking yeah. ass to grass. It's a different place to rest, and I think it just depends on the athlete's preference. And it's a different demand on the body. If you land with straighter legs and a more hinged position, it kind of tells me that your midline and your low back is fine. But if you land with in that squat position, yeah. you're not, doesn't seem like you're as concerned with your legs blowing up, but you are maybe a little bit more concerned with being so hunched over, which makes sense for Kara versus Kara versus Jamie, because Kara is a fucking squat monster. And, you know, Jamie Simmons, you know, it's not a stretch to say she's not as good of a squatter as Kara is. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. The, the, the next four workouts, because you've got barbell in four of the six tests mm, and that's a, lot. There's a lot of barbell in this, in this, in this, uh, semifinal. Which so, you well got, for, so you've got to really say that after we've complained about having events with no barbell, Remember the whole 2018 regional? It's like, oh, or maybe it was 17. 2017 regional. No barbell. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe one half barbell would be perfect. This is me playing devil's advocate. I'm not trying to be a dick. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I mean. Everyone's got an opinion on how many barbell events is the right amount of barbell events. Yeah. I think it's balanced. I think I like me and JR have a very like similar perspective and that we like a lot of balance in not only movement pattern, not only modality, but also the implements too. You can test strength without a barbell. You can do a dumbbell or a bag. Who's the bell bag? Exactly. So I think you just like to see a lot of balance and variance. Just like saying who's the bell. Um, so What's event, second num- favorite word? event number two at the Torium Pro was the uh, was the rope climb sprint, and that was also event number one at <laughs> Lowlands. Is that correct? Correct. So we just right. got to see that that's kind of nice that we got to see all of that go. And in the fastest time we saw was from Ricky Garrard at two forty eight. Is that correct? That is also correct. Um, are you guys happy to see that? If you're, if you're a Ricky Garrard fan, does that let you, what do you two forty nine? What? Oh yeah. Thank you. What, what do you guys learn from that? Seeing him do that? Are you excited or, or is it like, no, of course he was going to win that. I didn't think that there was any chance he wasn't going to win that. See, I mean, he his his one of his best performances at the games that year was the event with the cheese curd, the hay bale. Um, so we we know that he's a good runner. So we can assume that on an event, this is. I mean, the, the, the legless rope climb on this one for the males is a throwaway. So it's basically what's your capacity on a shuttle run of not the shortest distance, but not also a long distance. And he's a great runner. So I figured he was going to blow this out of the water along with James Newberry, who finished at three. So. Everyone, I, I and I haven't heard it yet, but I also haven't had the ability to filter through the internet after this event had been over. But everyone, I'm hoping, doesn't say, look at how much fitter the athletes are this year for the things we've already talked about. But James had the best time back then. You would figure he'd have a great time this year. And then, of course, you've got Ricky, who's beating him by 11 seconds, which is a, it's a great finish. And, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the weekend for Ricky. I think he's going to chip his way up a bit. Uh do you, do, you, do you want to say anything there, JR, before I move on to Baden Brown's performance on that? 
No, I yeah, I agree. I expected Ricky to be a top three on that. Historically, does really well in in running events of of all kinds. I mean, at Dubai with the ski and the run in the snow and the ski up the slope. You know, he did great on that. I mean, he's he's a good runner. We know that. He's got a big tank. Yeah, Savage. And there we got to see him go against um, uh, Lazar, Luca, and uh, um, Roman. Uh, Roman. And 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 he, there was Still. no question who was the best, right? Uh, so I saw Baden Brown who took 20th place, who took first in the first event, right. And then took 20th place in the second event. And I saw what looked like to me, some showboating as he crossed the finish line. And I think that could have cost him at a second, but I wanted to show you, tell you how close people are. Uh, um, Matt, Matt Gilpin, three sixteen sixty two. Jack Clark, three seventeen oh six. Baden Brown, three seventeen oh six. Thor Hodgnall, three seventeen eighty three. Um, he could have lost two, three, uh, four places there by Ooh. doing that. Did you guys see that? Baden Brown as he crossed Baden, the finish line. Baden didn't showboat. He raced to the finish to catch Jack Clark. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Jack Clark was behind him about 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 three three steps, and Jack actually got very close to beating him. Are you Baden sure was, we don't have? Are you sure you don't have them mixed up? Or maybe I have them mixed up. He was doing this thing where he was running out like this, like with his chest up, looking at the crowd. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was Baden. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was Baden. That's and, interesting. And, and even the commentator said, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they got him as tied by the chips. But by visual, I think I saw Baden win by by a step. Um, I mean, of course, I defer to the chip. Um, I defer to your eyes. But 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 what's fascinating too is is he's tying with a guy who took um who got capped in the previous workout, who took 24, 24 spaces behind him. Just, at this level, I just I, I I hate to see that. Yeah, I wanna I don't he was looking up at the crowd. I don't even think he saw Jack Clark coming. Are you looking for the clip? Yeah, I'm I am 18 seconds into that heat. Let me keep going. Okay, hold on. I'm close. Very close. Uh, new drinking game. Every time Hiller says, I'm not trying to be a dick, uh, take a shot. Wow. I saw that's this. This is funny. The and then immediately say something dickish. Wow, that's a complex game. There's a lot sure. of drinking games around me. I've, I've seen sure. it. Hey, share my screen, Sivan. Okay. Yep. Uh, here we go. The chip has got uh, Bayon Brown at 317.7. So I wonder why they changed that on the leaderboard. But let's everybody see that. Yep, 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 yep. Let's see. So I'm going to press play, and we're going to go back. Oh, so that would have been a tenth of a second slower. Slower. Which I'm, would have given Jack Clark the win. Yeah. Um, you ought to be able to find the finish here. They're still playing the play. Also, I saw something at the end of that workout. Ricky won that. And he shook hands with everyone or gave everyone a fist bump. Yeah, he did the thing. Fit. He did the thing that you see the big dogs do. And I, I think Ricky's feeling it. I think he's feeling it. He also said something pretty good here. He said, this is the biggest challenge of my life. And I take that seriously when he says oh, that. Yeah. I believe him. And he says, and I've given <laughs> all to be here. And that's so, like, really you, you, cool. You, that say makes it, it, you say it often. Like It might be yeah. the hardest thing ever to take a year off and come back, right? He essentially took four years off. Yeah, it's nuts. And now he's coming back. So what do you think about that? This is this is your thing. Yeah, Where's I'm Baden so – I believe him that it was oh, – oh, okay, oh. Baden, Brown, Baden Brown is in black. Okay. Jack Clark is the guy in the in the no shirt, and Baden Brown's sprinting to finish, and Jack Clark's the guy. 
Okay, I apologize, Baden. Okay, so Jack Clark is goofing off here. Okay, well, he took, off. He, he took 24th in the previous workout, so I give him a pass on that. Okay, I apologize, Baden. Just strike that from the record. All right. Yeah, I don't know why you, why you do that coming in basically last in your heat. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, he, these guys are all just excited to be there, right? Yeah, potentially. Uh, I mean, so, to lose four points. I mean, just imagine if you were just imagine like if you if you wanted to go and you couldn't go. So the guys that get Dude, to how's go, that feel? Uh, it feels pretty <laughs> shitty. I, I still wouldn't be running across the finish line screaming my lungs out if I'm getting my ass beat. Uh, w- uh, it, it was it was after this event that Ricky said I had been vomiting all morning. Yeah. He also said that he's better now. Um, I, I, it's, it's hard to take him, um, seriously if to whether he's better or not, he's obviously pretty high because he just fucking won that event and I'll give him that credit, but I, I, I wouldn't, um, I do believe he was vomiting all morning. And I don't think we will know if he's better until we see him in the next event. These kinds of things can be touch and go, you know, what do you, any, any comments, you guys? He's got, a, he's got the big lift as event three for Torian, right? That'll be interesting if he's got what, – what's the issue? He's throwing up the stomach issue. That'll take some out of him on the lift. Yeah, so we'll see. Can't hold his food down. That'll definitely take some out. What What is the schedule? I had a schedule here somewhere. What What is yeah, the next? I got, it on my, I got it on my screen. Uh, at least here we oh, go. We, uh, wait. Has something started? I'm trying to find – Yeah, the, uh, the freaking Lowlands is going on right now. But it's team, I believe, right now, the event. Have you guys kept up with the teams at all? Are people going to be absolutely pissed that we don't talk about the teams? No, people don't even. That's <laughs> the, they just they just found out when you said that that there are teams. There's teams. They're not online. There's not an online team semifinal. They ship worms to all the affiliates. The, the uh, individual uh, uh, 10 a.m. So the don't, individual don't events be- don't start for another. Uh, the next individual event doesn't start for another uh, two hours and. 42 minutes and that, be, and that and that will be at the syndicate okay here i got uh i got the schedule up if we want to look at this master schedule it's very oh, yep it's yep. very Thank uh you. look at this so where are we right now on this it's fr- it's 5 20 and it's us uh, so are, right now lowlands team uh, event number two is just finishing yeah, and then right it will there. go into individual oh Okay, so Lowlands does have individual event too. I apologize. Uh, Lowlands does have an event that's starting in. Um, Where did you get this? Can you 20, send me this? Twenty six minutes. I, I made this. Yeah, I'll send it to you. This is nice. <laughs> we got the fancy shit, Hiller. Hell yeah, we got the fancy shit. I've been clicking around all the Instagram pages trying to figure out the start times. <laughs> <I'm> like ah, <laughs> it's in Pacific that's- Standard, so you just have to make that adjustment. Let's go over to um, Lowlands and let's look at the women. Let's do it. And uh, there's only one event that's happened. It was the rope climb event. And in first place, you have uh, Karen Freyova. And in second place, you have Laura Horvat. In third place, Matilda uh, Garns. Yep. Uh, But down here, you have Lucy Campbell, sixth. Sarah Sigmund's daughter, tenth. How about Gabby? Gabby Magawa, 16th. Is Gabby Magawa out of it? Oh, you don't think so? I mean, uh, it depends on if that's like a, you know, if so they take a, five. Did you go to last year's events? As I did. I, 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 I think I did. 
I missed out by six points and I had a 19. So I feel like she can, can, you also had, you also had seven tests. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. So last year at the Torian, the person took fifth was Madeline Sturt and she had 479 points. And right now the best that if uh, Gabby were to win every single event and she got 49 points on this, she could get four or 549. So it's still totally possible. Yeah. But she'd have to finish top five on all of them and with a couple of twos. So, so th- this is something fascinating to watch. If, if, you, if, you, if you're a fan and you want something fun to, to, to watch and to like stimulate you and excite you, this is the athlete you want to watch, at least for the next event and the next cup. And if she does well, keep watching her because this is going to be one of those great comeback stories. If she qualifies, it is a great comeback, right? I mean, she is in a bad, bad spot, but we also know she's one of the greatest living CrossFitters alive right now, right? Correct. Yes. That's proven. I think she finished what sixth or eighth at the games last year. And then she finished second at rogue or third at rogue. And so, and so people know that's comparing apples and oranges too. If you finish sixth or at the games last year, now she's in her own region. She should be dominating this region. And not to say that there aren't great athletes in this, in this event with her, but she is amazing. And we saw, and we saw that at the games and we saw that at rogue. So this 16th place, um, do, did she know she was going to be in 16th? Does anyone know her? Is this, are, 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 Legless, is this her kryptonite? I think legless are not a great movement for her in a similar way that some form of handstand pushups, most are not great for Laura, which is interesting because they're good friends and they both have a pretty um, different, maybe kryptonite, if you will. Yeah. Gabby mates with uh, uh, Laura's gene pool, her brother. That's right. Actually, I have no proof that they mate. I just made that assumption. They're dating. They go out. <laughs> Event two at Lowlands is the air runner, axle bar deadlift, handstand walk, air runner. It's the 22-minute time cap one, and Gabby would have to do pretty well on that to make us change our minds, which she probably will because this, this looks more favorable than the rope climb workout for her, in my opinion. I think Gabby – I think it'll be between Gabby and Laura and that in this next event. Laura's a fantastic runner. This is way too cocky. Uh, she a dance. Gabby will be fine, I'm sure. It's not like that. This is bad, right? Jr. 16th place. This is bad, right? This, yeah, now she's might, she's yeah, I think her name might be now. Shea. I think her Shea. name might be Shay. What did I say? Uh, Shia. Shia. Shea. Yeah, yeah. You call her Shay. <laughs> I used to date. I used Shea. to date her. Shia. Shia. Uh, um. Well, this, this one's bad, right? But uh, this one's tricky coming up because I'm not sure if you guys have dug into the workout as much, but I'm. 99% sure that handstand walk is an out and back and it must be done as a pirouette. So you, oh. must, you so you, so wow. they've never done that before in live competition. They've had obstacles, but I'm almost positive that you'll have to, you'll have to walk out and then turn around. You would think a chess piece. <laughs> that's massive. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's it's, cool. not, it's not a, it's not a hard, it's not a hard skill, but if but you've never done it yeah. before, I mean, they've that's got six sure. rounds of that movement. So it's that's 20 running, feet. It's definitely a running workout when you have 2,400 meters, but so it's it, 20 it's, feet, 18 meters is, or sorry, six meters is 20 feet. Uh, Jim? yeah, it sounds right. About, okay. Uh, so, so we could see if she has, let's, I don't know how her handstand walks are. Let's assume that they're fantastic, but you're saying one error and you're out of that event. Uh, I I wouldn't say one error. They they only have a total of, if this is right, 
240 feet of handstand walk with a ton of running in the, you know, as a bigger chunk of the workout. The axle deadlifts, I'm not sure, will give anyone really much trouble. It's about 195 for the females, and it's 72 reps total. So I could see where it would affect the handstand walk. There's a lot more grip involved in handstand walk than people usually think because you're pressing into the floor and you're flexing those forearm muscles. But I don't know. It would just be interesting to see if – I'm pretty sure that has to be done unbroken, the 20 out, 20 back. So it may make people stand and rest a little longer than they want to. So we'll see. So it's six rounds? It's three rounds after the first run and then three rounds after the second run. And, and, and if you do fall and you have to how, – how long do you think that uh, handstand walk takes? 30 seconds, 45 seconds. No so, more. so, so there is kind of a problem there. If if you if you walk twenty feet out and you make it eighteen, well, no, feet, but- it depends. It depends on how easily they can finesse a pirouette, I guess. So, if they're pretty good at it, it'd be under thirty seconds. But if they're kind of stand up on their hands and they're finagling with a possible chest piece, that'll be an issue. Yeah, I hope I'm right there. I'm going to look like a douchebag for us talking about it. I hope you're right too. Not because you look I hope like you're a right too, bag, but I, but it'll it sounds cool. It sounds stressful. Well, it sounds like if it's not. If it's not the case, then the handstand walk really shouldn't even be in there. Twenty feet out, twenty feet back is not not very demanding. You've got you've got eighty feet per round at Syndicate. Uh, and and how did Lucy do? She was she was. Uh, people were predicting her to go to the games. Also, right? Wasn't she supposed to take that number three spot? Lucy Campbell. It's this one is second. Let's go check out. Let's go check out Brian Friend's list. She's on. Uh, it looks like she took. He's got. He's got her fifth. Brian's got her fifth on his list. She took sixth in the workout, which is not bad. The top top okay. ten to finish. Do so you have Sarah third? Uh, he had Sarah fourth. I thought maybe fourth. fourth. I mean, she's that. That's a top ten for her. Which I there's a lot of running and jumping in that workout. So I think for her, that's a good that's a good finish. I think the big uh, the big sigh of relief or you know telltale kind of workout for her is going to be the the complex. So you'll either say okay, take a deep breath, she's back, or she she'll struggle on it, so we'll see. Um, one of the comments I saw on the side was is that uh, Laura, Laura uh, Horvat has has the same style rope climb as Ben Smith, and she learned that from him um, while training there this year. Is is that something someone can spot? I couldn't tell if that was a joke or if that's real. Any thoughts? I haven't seen Laura Horvat complete a handstand or uh, sorry a rope climb. Uh, Sarah, with ben Smith or, or before Ben Smith. Uh, thank you. Uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter got lapped on that um, on that workout. Yeah, yeah but, it, yeah, but it wasn't too big of an issue. Wow. It's, no, it, wasn't, think, it, it looked worse, and the commentator made it sound even worse. Okay, and they did kind of miss. They put her in the wrong place. At one point, they said she was starting her eighth round. That's what I'm as talking people about. were finishing, and they were wrong. She was actually starting her tenth round. Correct. Yeah, she was about to be done. And from when they, when they said that, it was like an oh shit. But they were looking at the wrong chest piece on the floor. It was laying next to her. All right. Uh, if there's nothing you guys want to add here, or I'm sure there's something you want to add, but as we get start running out of time, I want to go back over to the men's at the uh, Lowlands. I have. Yeah, I want to talk about the men at this in this heat one. I thought one thing was pretty cool to know. Oh wait, is that your screen? No, this is. Uh, here we go. That wasn't my screen. Oh no, that's okay. your screen. Yeah. Okay. Screen. Uh, so uh, no surprise here, right? Lazard uh, Jukic, first place, two fifty fifty nine. No, no surprise. 
I loved everything I saw. I loved his attitude, uh, his yeah. post game interview seems uh, uh, event interview super duper confident. Uh, not easy to do when English is your second language and they're talking to you in English. Um, he was flying. Uh, watching his performance is exactly what you guys were saying that the, that the run wasn't the place to rest. Like that guy was not resting at all in the run, right? Those were sprints, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Him and Michael Smith and Luca Dukic, all of them were running really hard. Um, and and who is Michael Smith? Have we seen him before? Has he ever gone to the games? He's an old team athlete. I'm or he, I don't know, old. He's a team athlete for sure, and he's super tall. He's a tall guy. Um, is is this just? Are we going to just see him drop off the rest of the week, or is this guy is this guy for real? We're going to see him keep up the good work. He's fifth, but I don't. Or I said he's fit, but I don't think he's taking a spot to the games this weekend. Uh, um, uh, Bjorkman, Carl Goodmanson. Um, is he yeah. happy with his placement right now? You think? I think. Likely. Yeah, I. That's the one thing I want to talk about in this workout. They were saying, you know, to point well, out Taylor. That, I wonder if you saw the same thing I did. That he started in sixth and then finished in second in his heat. Yeah, I no, thought that, that was he pretty- actually that he actually built his running pace as he worked out. Which is so, which is so hard to do in this workout. I can't, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. It's in, you just want to start so fast and you can hold a really fast pace. So to start and, and build the way he did is ridiculous. It's impressive. It's good to hear you guys say that. That's the kind of thing as a fan, you like, you would just never know. Yeah. Well, it's hard to pace yourself on a three minute workout. So that, that in and of itself is hard. And then once you do pace it, Typically, people overpace it, but he built and 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 finished, you know, just a few seconds behind behind some of these guys. I think he's happy with that. Yeah, uh, there Sam, was ever a time that you that you wished you had that live scoring up there to see people move closer and closer to the minus yeah. one, minus two. You you wish it was this one because as a as a fan, no matter how good the camera is, you can't really tell with the judges moving the pylon who's on yeah. round. Six and who's seven after the first minute of the workout. So you're really just watching and waiting. I mean, if you know about what times people should be finishing, then you wait until the two or three minute mark and you're like, okay, I'm guessing people are going to finish up, but I don't know who's in what spot. I'd also like to make one comment on this legless workout, not for Lowlands, but just in general. And that is that Tia beat nine men. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Yep. I I noted that too. That's crazy. I, That's wicked. Isn't it kind of party surprised she didn't beat more? Ah, uh, no, no, no. That's hard. That's hard to beat a guy. Period. Uh, uh, um, Sam Stewart. So, so all the people oh. who uh, who who follow below Sam, uh, Sam Stewart. There's no surprises down here. Everything looks pretty normal. Uh, the Casper's. one standout. I'm sorry. Casper Gamelmar, that's a pretty that's a that's a name that's been up there yeah. before. Not 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 as not, not like a Sam Stewart level name. I think he finished sixth last year. He only missed by one spot. Oh, okay. Uh, Did he miss it? I think so, yeah. How how bad is this for Sam Stewart? Fourteenth, Gabby was in um uh 16th. We we're concerned about Gabby. I mean, there's no doubt that Sam Sam Stewart's not amazing, but I wouldn't he's probably not the caliber Gabby is, I think it's fair to say. Is, is he done? Or are we is this a huge disappointment that we're seeing already in the first event? Yes. That's a tough that's a really No, he he's done. <laughs> yeah. oh, look at the yeah, he's going up against. Yeah, he's got Lazar, he's got Luca, he's got BKG, he's got Adrian, he's got Oldest. And like more Freebig, he's out. He's done. Casper Gamble Mark was at the games in 2019. Like, okay, yeah. I think Sam Sam Stewart is I think you're you're right. That's, he's entirely done. He can't he can't come back from that. Not with the field ahead of him. 
These guys are too good. Lothar Everyone else Luka. is too nice. I'm going to say that he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I also think, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I right. think 210's yeah. a really slow time on that. Is this the Savant show or is this Talking Elite Fitness? Are we going to say, he's going to need to have a really good weekend to come back? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, no shit. He's got to win every single event to come back. No shit. Yeah, uh, guys, we we are uh, it's 732 a.m. on the Pacific uh, uh, Standard Time over here in California, um, which means we are 12 minutes from an event starting. And uh, what's his name? The thumb Taylor self was kind enough to make a schedule for us and show us that uh, the lowlands individual event two starts in 12 uh, minutes. W- what is that workout again? Uh, Mr. Howell. Uh, it should be a 1200 meter run and then three rounds of 12 axle bar deadlifts and then an out and back handstand walk with what we think is a, around a pylon of some kind. And then another 1,200 meter run, and then another three rounds of axle bar deadlifts and handstand walk, and then finishing with a 600 meter row. Uh, who is your pick? Thank you, by the way. Just called you out right on the spot. That was like a test, and you passed with flying colors. <laughs> uh, you'll be on the show later on this evening. You pass. Um, you. Uh, uh, who's going to win this? Is this? Is this? Uh, are we going to see Lazar and Bjorgvin just <laughs> war here? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, that's going to be one and two. I wouldn't be surprised if they're battling on this one. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. Lazar is going to take that. Uldis is going to do well on that one. I, I would honestly just say who's the who's who's the better runner of the three, and that's probably who you're looking for on that one. And that is Lazar, right? I mean, both Jukic brothers are incredible runners, right? To my I knowledge, think- I think Lazar is the better of the two, but they're both good, yes. Yeah. No, you don't want to throw him in the incredible category, Jar. No, I wouldn't throw him in that category. No, he's what? not like Baden Brown. But but didn't wasn't it was it Lazar and Baden who warred at the games last year and the uh, what was that what was that run event? Toes the bar event with the uh, twenty five or whatever and the three rounds. Yeah, who who won that event? I believe it was Baden Brown, right? Baden Brown won the event. Yeah, a lot of guys at the games last year said he's probably the best runner they've competed against in person. Okay. He just can hurt so well. The guy's pain tolerance is insane. And he, or is and he that good of a runner? Oh, but Baden's over in um sorry, oh, yeah. Baden's over in uh Torian. No, I right, think right. a higher pain tolerance than most guys that are competing in the sport right now. J- JR, where do run. you where did you see that pirouette thing? As I tried to look on their website <laughs> and I found I found the PDF of the workout, but I couldn't find the anything on the pirouette with the handstand walk on event two. That's a uh, that's information from someone on site at Lowlands. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about uh, the women, guys? Any predictions for the women? Uh, we're going to see them compete here in uh, ten minutes. Laura for sure. Laura. Laura. Laura's, Laura's a great bet on that one. And and I think Gabby second. I think with the machines and the running, Gabby and Laura both are going to be really tough to beat on that. Uh, Sarah too, but it depends on her running. How's her running doing? Uh, I don't think Sarah's going to do as well as you think on that one. Really? Where do you think she's going to struggle, uh, Mr. Hill? The, the run. Mile and a half. W- weren't, you, weren't you just saying? That's what I said. Yeah, I said, I said as long as her running is back, which for me, I found that distance running isn't an issue. After that, it's more of the sprint and jump type stuff. So, But we'll just see how much running she's been doing. I guess she, was, I guess she wasn't a great runner to, be, uh, to begin with going into that. But we'll, we'll see. 
I hate to be a hater, but the show just isn't the same without Brian. I was thinking that the show just isn't the same when uh, Hiller's wearing his shirt. I think she wants a, an OnlyFans account. I haven't worked out oh, yet Oh, she so wants an OnlyFans account. I mean, she she had that typed up before the show started. <laughs> this was a fun podcast. I like the crew. Just want to say I would never walk along giving out fist bumps before an event, especially to Mr. Self. Get lost, mustache boy. Wow. Ooh. Colton Merton's my favorite CrossFit athlete. Coming in hard. He's a good dude. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you very much. Um, any final words from anyone before we check out? And, uh, and if you want to know when we'll be coming on next, uh, we'll schedule something up very soon, probably in the next 10 minutes, so you guys can see when we'll be popping on again. Any final words, uh, um, uh, Mr. Thumb, Taylor Self? No, it's a good show. Hiller? Got nothing. Uh, uh, Mr. Howell? Nothing. We're good. Okay. Uh, Brian friend, we miss you. You will continue to get invites. Uh, any athletes that want to come on the show and, um, talk about not fist bumping, uh, Taylor, let us know. 